We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye, hitting you with a recap of the Nets win over the Hornets, 123-106, kicking things off at the end of 2022 with a win, extending the win streak to 11, third longest in Nets history, also a seven-game road win streak. This Nets team is finding ways to win and taking care of business, and that's the type of momentum you want heading into 2023. We're going to jump into this game and plenty more. Make sure you check the Buzz on all streaming platforms. But Easily a game where the Nets could have came in with lackadaisical effort and you know not taking care of business and let this one kind of get down to the wire like that Hawks game. But instead, the Nets took care of business, turned things up in that third quarter and especially early in the fourth to keep Kevin Durant on the bench. You know, this is a game that KD did not have to log a fourth quarter minutes and played 29 minutes and 48 seconds, which is huge. And these are the type of wins you want to see moving forward for this team, especially with those minute counts rising and obviously the goals of this team being deeper than the regular season. So Progress really being made on this win streak and guys just taking strides forward and becoming even better players. You know, a guy that has taken huge strides over the course of this season is Nicholas Claxton. You know, Clax has really become a defensive player of the year candidate with the way he's playing defensively. Another six block game, finished with 14 points, six of seven from the field, two of four from the free throw line, six rebounds, three assists. But Clax is really becoming a force inside. And his shot blocking has really ascended. We've touched on the pod. I know Jack and Matt Brooks touched on, on the stats pod as well. But just watching him play and watching his timing and his ability to really just spring up. You know, he just gets up so quick and can really surprise some offensive players in this league. You know, one play stuck out to me is Gordon Hayward. You know, early in this game, tried to go at Clax. Obviously, hasn't played a ton of minutes over the last two seasons. Probably not super familiar with Nicholas Claxton. And he gets his shot sent. And he was one of many Hornets to have that happen. But also, as we've talked about before, it's not just Claxton's ability to block shots, his ability to switch, and also his ability to impact other shots at the rim. And you continue to see him find ways to impact a game. And this he was huge out there. You know, he also just plays with great energy, gives the Nets another rim runner. And then offensively, you're seeing him really improve his feel in the paint. 
you know, his ability to understand where defenders are trying to play him. Mason Plumley tried to play him, you know, inside twice in this game. Clax just jumped right through and was able to finish inside and got a wide open shot at the rim. And Plumley's not, you know, an elite player by any measure, but he's still a solid center in this league. And to see Claxon take those strides, it's really, really promising. And that contract he signed in the offseason is looking like a major steal. And he's become really the third best player on this team to this point in the season. You know, Ben Simmons could potentially overtake him in the future, but as of right now, Claxon has been the third best player for this Brooklyn Nets team and really is impressed in a lot of different ways. And honestly, just one more nod to him is, you know, you continue to see him look more confident in that short roll. You know, tonight we saw him catch the ball in the short roll, hit Royce O'Neal for a wide open three to start that third quarter. And those are the small things, you know, you can just improve a little bit in every area of your game. It's just going to make you that much better of a player. And that's what we're seeing this year with Nicholas Claxon. But moving on to Kyrie Irving, who was awesome. And a really a big reason that Kevin Durant didn't have to play the fourth was his ability to just knock down threes and make, you know, a poor Hornets defense pay in that fourth quarter. You know, finished with 28 points, 11 of 19 from the field, four of nine from three, two of two from the free throw line, six rebounds, four assists, one steal, did have two turnovers. But overall, Kyrie was great. You know, he continues to do his thing offensively, really efficient tonight, shooting 57%, essentially 58% from the field, 44% from three, and just doing things efficiently and very under control. And as I've mentioned over the last couple of pods, I think there's even been more opportunities for, you know, Kyrie to attack and be, you know, take more shots. You know, some of those shots probably coming away from Seth Curry and some of those, you know, playmaking attempts coming away from Seth Curry and going to Kyrie Irving, who obviously is a superior player, but, you know, really happy with his play and the momentum he's built, you know, Obviously, when he first came back from the suspension, a little rusty trying to find his groove with the way the team's playing. But right now, he's in sync with everyone and playing you know, some of his best Brooklyn Nets basketball. And it's going to be interesting to see how this progresses throughout the year because his synergy with his teammates is great and also his synergy with Kevin Durant. You know, We see them go to that pick and roll, that pick and pop a little bit. And it seems like every time the Nets find a way to get a really good look at the rim or a shot that you love to see them take on an offensive possession. Moving over from Kyrie Irving to Kevin Durant, 23 points, 9 of 15 from the field, 1 of 6 from 3, 4 of 4 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 turnovers. As mentioned, you know, KD did not have to play a ton in this game, but he was still great. And he missed one two-point shot in this game. You know, KD missed one two-point shot. He was 8 of 9 from 2 and really just looked completely in control. And this is easily a game he could go for 30 or 40, but he played within the offense, made the right reads, and set guys up for open shots or ended up with some of those hockey assists and defensively continues to do his thing. You know, I thought the Hornets got a couple good seals on him in this game, but at the end of the day, KD's providing an impact on both ends of the floor and playing really, really good basketball. And keeping these minutes down, moving forward against some of these bad teams is going to be crucial, especially with the Spurs coming up. Hopefully the Nets can do something similar in that game and keep KD around that 30-minute mark. And hopefully the same thing for Kyrie Irving moving forward as well. But moving off of Kevin Durant, uh, moving to the next starter, Ben Simmons, a little under the weather coming to this game was questionable. And his impact wasn't quite felt as much as has been felt in previous games. Finished with two points, played about 20 minutes, one or two from the field, one from the free throw line, three rebounds, two assists, two turnovers, and just not a good Ben Simmons game. And like I mentioned, feeling under the weather, maybe that played a role in it, but offensively did not have much of an impact. His only field goal made in this game was a missed Kyrie shot that was blocked at the rim, and he was gifted a free dunk and one opportunity and missed a free throw. Defensively, you know, also not not great in this one. I thought LaMelo got the best of him a couple times and just wasn't necessarily as engaged as we've seen him previously. So hopefully this is just, you know, him dealing with the sickness and he'll bounce back against the Spurs. 
Moving over to Royce O'Neal, another good game for Royce. 14 points, 5 of 7 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3, 3 rebounds, 6 assists, 0 turnovers, was plus 20 in this one, and was not great defensively, but offensively was able to have an impact. And against a bad defensive team like the Hornets, you know, Royce is able to handle the ball a little bit, get inside, and set up some of his teammates. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Moving on from Royce, going to the bench unit. Uh, Utah Watanabe had a huge impact in this game. Finished with 11 points, 4 of 7 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3, 1 of 2 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, and 1 assist, but had a career high and season high for the Nets, 5 steals. He was just super active in the passing lanes, active as a help defender, really had a good feel for what the Hornets were trying to do. And offensively, the Hornets were trying to run him off the three-point line, and he had a couple beautiful drives in this game. And I think that's something we're going to have to continue to see from Utah moving forward is his ability to kind of put the ball on the floor and hit some of these push shots and really go to the rim. And we've seen a couple different moves from him right now, and there's going to be more and more opportunities, especially when he's out there in the small ball lineups. You know, when there's no center and they're running KD or TJ Warren at the five, you know, when it's a KD, TJ Warren, Utah front court. There's going to be times for Utah to have very good looks at the rim given his length. And, you know, just a role player that's taking advantage of the opportunity and playing the best basketball of his career. And it's crazy to say, you know, based off of his entire career, the treatment he's getting at the three-point line this season. As I mentioned, guys are trying to run him off that line and giving him opportunities to attack. And he's truly capitalizing on those opportunities. Moving over to another guy who played with some great energy on the bench, Edmund Sumner finished with eight points, four or five, oh one from three, one rebound, one assist, did have one turnover, but just came in and had a nice spark, especially in that fourth quarter as well. You saw him paired next to Kyrie Irving, and you know, as mentioned by many Nets fans and beat writers, is you know, 
No need to play the super small backcourts of Kyrie and Seth or Patty and Seth or Patty and Kyrie when you have a guy like Edmund Sumner available. Play him next to Kyrie Irving. Gives you some more size, maybe takes away the spacing, but Sumner does a great job of taking advantage of the space and attacking the rim. And we saw him in this game go at LaMelo Ball, who's not a very good defender or does not necessarily show effort defensively. And credit to Sumner for getting inside and getting shots at the rim or setting up his teammates and giving others opportunities. So happy with his play. TJ Warren logged almost 32 minutes in this game, finished with 10 points, 3 of 7 from the field, 0 of 3 from 3, 4 of 5 from the free throw line, did have 7 rebounds, 1 assist, and 2 turnovers. Um, Warren still... Not fully there conditioning-wise. You know, a lot of his threes have been short hitting front rim. And just overall, some of his effort, I think, defensively, especially fighting in the post, you know, he could probably turn that up a bit. But this is a guy still coming back, hasn't played basketball in two years. But even with that said, there's just plays in this game where he's getting opportunities against smaller players. You know, the and one I believe he had against Terry Rozier in the first half. Like, that's just going to be such a luxury. You know, the Nets are going to be doing things offensively, forcing action, actions, forcing switches. And there's going to be times where the attention is sent to KD and Kyrie and the bad defender is going to end up on TJ Warren. And that's an opportunity for him to just eat, especially with his size. If it's a smaller guard or a slower big, I think there's going to be more and more opportunities to see TJ Cook in those ISO situations. Uh, moving over to Seth Curry, I think this is kind of a hot and cold game for Seth. I think defensively, you continue to see what type of liability he is, and also probably some of his offensive liabilities in terms of isolating against bigs. But in a lot of pick and roll situations and catch and shoot opportunities, Seth looks good. Finished this game with eight points, three of eight from the field, one of three from three, one of one from the free throw line, four rebounds, three assists, did have two turnovers, was plus nine though. And overall, you know, I think. He was solid in this game. Like I said, defensively has his issues. ISO has his issues, but still was able to give the offense a spark and a ball handler at times in this game. But with that said, you know, you saw Cam Thomas, Dayron Sharp play some garbage time minutes. Not really much to take away there. You know, Dayron finished a hook shot and also banged in a three. Um, but that's what you want to see. And you want to see garbage time minutes for some of these young guys, especially when it's the positive side and the Nets have capitalized and taken care of business. And, you know, the shooting in this game for the Nets was drastically better than the Hornets. 48 out of 80 in the, from the field, 13 of 34 from the three-point line, finished with 26 assists, as we talked about before. Love to see that assist number, plus 25. Hornets were 38 of 96 from the field and 11 of 41 from three. You know, not great on the board tonight. Hornets obviously had 14 rebounds and ended up with 16 more shot attempts, but the Nets still were able to win by a solid margin in this game, You know, winning by 17 points when the other team has taken 16 more shots just kind of showcases the type of talent differential and really the shots the Nets were forcing the Hornets into. You know, They did a nice job in this game and you know, forcing bad players to take shots from areas they're not comfortable. Um, obviously, star players like LaMelo Ball, had stretches in this game where they were good in that third quarter. I thought the next Nets got a little lackadaisical with him, but then turned it up. And then you saw, you know, the offense of the Hornets really struggle, especially when he was on the bench as well. It's just a very good job by this Nets team in doing what they were supposed to on a game that easily could have been a trap and continuing to create championship habits and do what's necessary of them to win big in this league and have an opportunity to potentially land the first seed this year, which is, I don't think something many people anticipated going the season, even the most optimistic, you know, two games behind the Celtics, currently the second seed in the East and currently the second best record in the NBA. There's just a lot of positive momentum for this team. 
And guys have room for opportunity to be better. You know, Katie and Kyrie are playing as good a basketball as anyone can play. And you could probably say the same thing for Nick Claxton, especially defensively. But guys like Ben Simmons still have yet to find that consistency you know, week to week, game to game, and even TJ Warren getting more reps under his belt, there's no reason not to anticipate this team potentially taking multiple steps forward. And we haven't even mentioned Joe Harris probable to return against the Spurs. And Joe coming back will open a lot of different opportunities to eliminate, you know, the small ball lineups, uh, the small guard lineups we were we're complaining about you know continuously on this podcast you know hopefully that leads to no Seth and Kyrie that leads to no Patty and you know Kyrie or Patty and Seth out there now you bring back Joe Harris a guy that's 6'6 and honestly plays substantially better defense than Seth Curry and Patty Mills at this point in time and provides you more in the rebounding and hustle department so that is going to be a nice boost and not to mention you know Joe's one of the best three-point shooters in the, the league and obviously Seth is too but I think there's even you know we complain at times about Joe's hesitancy see Seth at times hesitates in ball stops and I think Joe is a little bit better at either taking the three or passing the ball and can be a better component to this team's offense not to say Seth doesn't have skills he's better at than Joe Harris but for this specific team I think Joe is really going to be a huge add if he's fully back healthy and can continue to knock down threes at a great rate but other than that you know just hopeful the Nets can play at this level into next season into the next the new year and find ways to win you know find different ways to win and find more opportunities to rest Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving with some of these big blowouts into the fourth quarter and do what they have to do and you know also a lot of credit to Jock Vaughn who's done a great job with this team and just making sure they don't fall asleep on a lot of these games or if they do to you know, hold them accountable and make those adjustments going to the second half or whatever it might be. And that's not something we could have said under Steve Nash. And not, again, to throw shade at Nash, but Vaughn is showcasing how such small coaching adjustments can make a huge difference in the success of a team with this much talent. And that's what we're seeing this year. And yeah, this is a better roster than the Nets had last season, but there were opportunities for last year's team to adapt some of the habits of this team and really have more opportunities to win. And it's just the effort and the chemistry and also the team just being more connected. You know, defensively in this game, we see them scram switching a lot better. You know, at times they have struggled with that and maybe being a second late. And there were times tonight that was the case as well but overall they're making they're identifying where they can be better and how they can correct those issues and they're going to continue to do that and continue to be a really really good team and have a shot at being potentially the best team in the league this season that's again not something you anticipate going to a year with so many question marks but big thanks everybody for listening and appreciate all the support the buzz has received this season happy new year and make sure you find the buzz on all streaming platforms the headlines remind us daily The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. 
Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.